a self-published author, the first African-American man elected student body president at Harvard, and a future Harvard Law School student, all by the age of 22. Mississippi native Noah Harris is an accomplished young man. Despite his accomplishments, his head is filled with... I don't deserve to be I don't here. Belong I'm, a fake. I'm a fraud. I only Why did I come here? Seek I, I am, am an imposter. Hi, I'm Madison Eccles, and this is Real Mississippi, a student podcast written, recorded, and produced by the students at the Mississippi School for Mathematics and Science. Over the past month and a half, I've conducted meticulous research to learn the ins and outs of a phenomenon that plagues the mind of 70% of people from all walks of life, including students at Harvard and the number one school in Mississippi. This phenomenon is known as imposter syndrome. Through my research, I've gained imperative insights into its causes, victims, and the way that minority statuses intersect in those who suffer from it. Though the term imposter syndrome might be new to popular media, the research behind the syndrome is not. Imposter syndrome and its effects have been studied for decades. Clinical psychologists Dr. Pauline Rose Clance and Dr. Suzanne Imes coined the term imposter phenomenon in their 1978 research paper studying the insecurity surrounding high-achieving women. They wrote, Despite their earned degrees, scholastic honors, high achievement on standardized tests, praise and professional recognition, these women do not experience an internal sense of success. They consider themselves to be imposters. Imposter syndrome is not selective when choosing its victims. Even places with seemingly perfect students suffer from the feelings of fraudulency that imposter syndrome produces. Noah Harris, Harvard class of 2022, can testify through his undergraduate experience. I'll probably point back to when I think I first got there. I think that was probably the main kind of time I was probably feeling that. You know, I started seeing some of the things that you know, my peers were doing that they they're humble, so they don't necessarily talk about it. But people who are literally founding whole companies and you're kind of just like, wow, you know, do I belong here at all? Like, how did I get here? Maybe some of the things that people said about how, oh, you're only here because you're black. Maybe that's true. When your environment allows you close proximity to other high achieving people, it can be easy to compare yourself to them and internalize that comparison, resulting in feelings of inaptitude. This is imposter syndrome at work. As Harris expressed, the environment is one of the common culprits of imposter syndrome. However, Clance and Amez's research paper suggests that in the most extreme cases of imposter syndrome, the common denominator is not their environment, but their minority status. Jolie A. Doggett, an African-American HuffPost reporter, wrote, For people of color, imposter syndrome is not just an imaginary voice in our heads. We receive almost daily messages from society that we do not truly belong. Because of the discrimination, microaggressions, and stereotyping in many minority groups like the LGBTQ community, African Americans, Hispanic Americans, and many more, the effects of imposter syndrome are felt the strongest within these groups. 
Naya Lockett, Harvard Class of 2025 and MSMS alum, explains her experience dealing with imposter syndrome as a minority student. Like I said, I think it's just like a societal issue. There quite literally had to be like Supreme Court cases that give disadvantaged groups literal human rights. Right. Yeah. So when it comes to something that's that deeply ingrained into the fabric of this country, it's sad, but it's a no-brainer that disadvantaged people are gonna feel are gonna feel that disadvantage. For Lockett, among the many systemic issues surrounding minorities, it is society's perception of them that contributes to her insecurity. Society's outlook on like Black women in general definitely contributed to my imposter syndrome. Um, like I'll see TikToks of like, oh, like Harvard acceptance. And it'll be like a Black girl like posting about her acceptance to Harvard. And the comments will be like, oh, like what are your stats? Oh, like affirmative action. Like affirmative action. Da, 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 da. And it's just like, if this is what society feels about me, like, and this is what has been like ingrained in me since, like, by the world since I, since before me, what am I supposed to think of myself? Like, how can how can I think that I can do it if no one else does? Although imposter syndrome is not a diagnosable condition featured in psychological manuals, it is still a serious mental issue that can lead to low self-esteem, depression, and an increased risk of suicide, especially for minorities who are at a greater risk for the phenomenon. So, how can we effectively address an issue that we can't even see? Well, it's, it starts with mental health. Both Lockett and Harris agree that at Harvard and schools across the nation, representation is an essential step in preventing imposter syndrome, especially in minority students. Imposter syndrome is not an issue that a change in external factors can entirely eradicate. Nothing in life is as cut and dry as that. Therefore, intense personal reflection is vital to acknowledge and combat imposter syndrome. I am Madison Eccles, and this is Real Mississippi. This episode has been produced by Ty Elam. If you'd like to learn more about the top-ranked school in Mississippi and one of the best public high schools in the nation, go to themsms.org. That's T-H-E-M-S-M-S dot O-R-G. Music